Hey ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about unhealthy relationships. What were your experiences with unhealthy relationships? My first unhealthy relationship was when I was very young and I was 16. And I talk about it kind of a lot because I feel like it really shaped the person I am now. And all of my relationships have really shaped me as the person I am now. So I was already in a very depressed, anxiety-filled state when I got into this relationship. Mind you, I was only 16, so I was young. And I ended up with this person for four years, and it ended up being a very mentally, verbally, and emotionally abusive relationship. And so a lot of things that went on in that relationship carried over into so many other parts of my life, and I just became so depressed and... I was very controlled, so I lost a lot of friendships. I lost a lot of communication with my family because he was the type of person to just control me into not talking to anybody but him. Okay. He wanted to be the main person in my life and really the only person in my life that I went to with things because he liked how he had so much control over everything that I did. And anytime I wanted to go see my friends or family, he would get very angry with me, start arguments, and it would just get very bad. So I would avoid doing it all together because I felt like I had to stay in that, which is sad because I think a lot of women feel that way and end up in these situations. You feel like bad for leaving. Yeah, like almost guilty. Well, and him, he would always threaten to kill himself if I ever left and... That obviously put a bunch of guilt on me. Like, if I left and he were to do that, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Exactly. It was just this inner conversation, like, I don't know what to do. I feel stuck, but I can't leave. Right. And so, it actually got to that point, and my therapist told me to call Suicide Hotline, so I called Suicide Hotline, (laughs) and I think they called the cops, or they told me I had to call the cops, and they went and arrested him. And she told me to do this because a lot of times, and if you're in the situation, a lot of times guys use this as a manipulation tactic to keep you so that you don't leave because they know that if they throw that out there, you won't leave. And some right. girls do it too. I'm not saying only guys do that. It's just a tactic to try to get you to stay. And so once I did that, he never threatened it again. And that's how you know if it's actually real and they're right. actually going to do it or if it's just a fake. And in this case, it was just a fake. But he kept me around so long doing that. Right. It wasn't until like three years that, like three years of him doing that, that I finally caved and called That's the cops. That's insane, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how like guys can like manipulate us so much into being like, I'm never going to leave. Like making us feel like we can never leave. Oh my goodness. He made me feel so crazy too. Like he never validated my feelings. He made me feel... Like, I could not trust myself. Like, I would literally see something on his phone, a message. I would read the message, know exactly what it said. And mind you, you checking your significant other's phone isn't good either. But I was in the state where we were doing that. And I looked at a message. I told him, I was like, who's this girl? Like, who are you? Why were you messaging her? And he literally convinced me that it wasn't there and that I was crazy for thinking Okay, that's, yeah. And that's called gaslighting. Like, if you don't know what it is, look it up. But... He literally would convince me that I was psycho. And then I'd find myself 
trying to convince myself that I didn't really see it and it would keep me staying even though I saw it. It's the most crazy thing. Like mental manipulation is so crazy and you might not understand if you haven't been through it. Like this might sound weird to you. Right. But it's real and I went through it for a very long time and so I became so disconnected from myself and my intuition. Okay. That, Mm -hmm. that, and I feel like that's what happens with a lot of women in these situations because you just think that like, you're like, oh, like it's never going to get better than this. Like, I can't like, what if I get out of this and there's, it's not going to be any better. Like it's just going to stay. Or you'll think that you don't, you can't find anybody else. You'll never find any love anymore and things like that. And it's just not true. It's these lies that we feed ourselves to keep ourselves comfortable and in unhealthy situations. And yes, at first it's so hard to leave and it is really uncomfortable and you're sad for a while, but you get over it and then you are so much happier than you ever were with that person. And you'll realize that you were never able to grow in a situation that kept you you so held down. What are your experiences in unhealthy relationships? Okay, so I don't know like why this is a thing, but ever since I was young, like I've always been very insecure. Like I'm a very insecure person still and it's getting better, but like ever since I was young... I was just insecure, like, I always thought I wasn't pretty enough, like, I was too fat, like, just, like, normal things you learn, like, growing up, that, Mm -hmm. like, weird things happen, and that's what you think, like, that's what you grow up, so I would go into relationships, and honestly, it started in eighth grade, and I would just get into relationships, and I'd, like, want a guy to make me feel like I was pretty or, like, enough, but then these dudes would, like, end up breaking up with me because (laughs) they would talk to other girls, and I'd be like, wow, okay, so then I'd get another relationship and I'd prove myself to them so like me proving myself and like feeling basically unworthy of them and not feeling like I was ever good enough for these guys so then when I was in my junior in high school I got into a relationship and it was like fine for most of the time but then eventually something happened and I he like eventually cheated on me and I, like, went into it not feeling loved I didn't love myself so like going in depending on him like in a way, I don't, granted, like, no one should cheat on you, like, I'm not condoning that at all, but, like, it might have even gave him a reason, because I was, like, depending on him Mm. for love so much, and so my, like, experience, sometimes, like, I think about it, it could have came from me, too, because I'm sitting here, and, like, granted, I didn't deserve that, and I don't deserve guys, like, talking to other girls, like, while I'm dating them, like, it's happened to every guy I've ever dated, like, they end up talking to other girls, and it probably does stem from my insecurities, and then, what happens is, like, they'll do it, and then you'll be like, all right, F you, like, leave me alone, like, I don't want to talk to you or be with you anymore, and then they make you feel like they're the best guy ever, and they, like, bring you back into it, and they, you want to be in it because that's all you know, and you're like, oh, I love them, like, I want to be with them, and in all my relationships, it wasn't just his fault, or it wasn't just my fault, but it was, like, both parties playing a role, and when we got out of the relationship, I would sit there and, like, be like, F him, and, like, the relationship like, made me be something I never wanted to be. It made me very, even more insecure than I already was, like, hated myself. I gained a ton of weight from being in relationships because, like, I was so sad and depressed, like, as weird as it sounds, but there was times where I would just be so sad, and then, like, you get even more insecure because of this, and then you get out of it, and it, you get a relief from being out of it, but also you're, like, sitting there, and I think, like, as females we get like if we're leaving a bad relationship we get out of it and we're like we're we feel like we shouldn't feel sad about breaking up with them and feel like we have no reason to be sad but it's just as hard as for us breaking up with it and leaving a situation because of like what we dealt with than as it is for the person that we broke up with I feel like we go through two emotions where 
we're sad because the relationship ended, but we're also sad because we allowed what happened to us go on for so long. Yes. And that was my thing. I was so sad for allowing myself to be treated the way I was treated for so long to the point where the reason that I even broke up with him was because he he verbally threatened to physically harm me. And so that's when I was like, why am I here? Right. Why I'm really going to let it get to the extent where he's going to physically harm me. Right. Why would I allow myself to stay that long? And so it was almost like I was depressed over realizing how low my self-worth was. Right. We, like, sit here and let, and girls can do this, too. We let them, like, dictate our life so much, Mm -hmm. and we can do it to them, too. And it just gets to a point where you, like, think about it for you, and you're like... Oh, like, why am I doing this? And then you almost, like, beat yourself up over it. I'm a very codependent person. Same. And so a lot of times when I would get into relationships, it wasn't that I loved that person. It was that I was depending on them for some kind of emotional support. It was usually emotional support because I lacked that growing up. And so when I got into relationships, I would look for that in the guy and they would never validate me and never give me what I needed. So I would stay almost to prove that I could be loved. Now I realize you want to be in a relationship because you want that person and you love that person, not because you feel like you need them. Because when you feel like you need them, that's when it usually gets unhealthy. Right. Because you're looking for things that they can never give you and that only God can fulfill. Right. And I think a lot of us are missing that spiritual aspect, especially in relationships. You need that connection to God and like something bigger than yourself to realize how small these situations are and that this people outside of yourself can't fill what your voids are. Only God can heal you. Only God can heal the childhood trauma you went through. Only God can heal the relationship trauma you went through, the abuse you went through, the sexual assault you went through. Only God can do that. Right. And we look for guys to be our gods. Yes. And to rule our lives and to um, fill these things that they can't. And that's when it gets bad. Oh, 100%. And so, and with you saying that, like, that is hand in hand on, like, with me in relationships. Like, I'd go into these relationships for these guys to literally make me feel secure and make me feel better about myself and, like, give me confirmation. And that's not their job. They shouldn't have to be somebody to make me feel good about myself. I should love me for me. What I've learned, too, is, like, the only person that can really truly love you is like what you just said, you and God. And if you're, you can't be in a relationship with somebody and be truly happy with somebody if you don't love yourself. So if you and the other person don't truly love yourself, it ends up being an unhealthy relationship because you're depending on each other for happiness. And then bickering comes into play and then all these little things come into play and just like, okay, then why did I put myself through that? Like, what I'm working on right now is I'm learning to like love me for me and like learning to actually love myself and learning about myself and what I like to do and not I'm not looking for a relationship right now anymore because I know what I need to work on and I have asked Jocelyn this before and I think these are really valid questions so since you're in a happy relationship now what are the things you did to get to the place you are now? So it was a lot of, like you said, learning myself, learning my hobbies, filling my time with things that I enjoyed because I feel like if we don't have things that we enjoy, that's when we start looking for somebody because we're bored. Right. So we start reaching out to guys and stuff. But I genuinely just filled my time with my family, my friends, working out, things that I thoroughly enjoyed, finding hobbies. And 
once I did that, I just truly started to enjoy life where I never really enjoyed life before. Like I filled my time with such positive things and I was happy for the first time in a very, very long time. Once I felt that, like I wasn't even searching for a relationship when Zay came in my life and I was actually in a season of, well, singleness, but casual dating. So I was just getting to know guys for who they were and not looking more into it, like not with expectations of dating. Like we were literally just going on dates and I was focusing on the person they were and not having any expectation of actually being in a relationship with them. And that helped because it made me realize what I wanted in guys and what I didn't want in guys and what okay. I actually liked. Okay. Because sometimes like we meet these guys that we find attractive and then we immediately want to be with them just based on their looks. Right. And if you think about it, that's so crazy because just because a guy looks good does not mean that they have a good heart uh-huh. or that they're going to treat you well. And I think subconsciously we seek these guys that treat us badly because we feel like we can help them or fix them yes. or we can make them want us. And we should never have to do that. Right. And it's just like if you're sitting here like trying to get a guy to like like you and you try so hard for this guy to like like you or even like give you the slightest attention. Like what I find myself doing is I, I'll like post stuff on social media like pictures and I'm like, oh, this guy's going to see it and he's going to slide up. And guess what? He never slides up because he doesn't care. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, guys don't think like we do. And, like, it falls into everything, like sex, all those things. Because women go to think about things because it's how our hormones work. Like, literally going to think about things like, oh, like, we're going to get married. Like, we're going to have kids, like, next week. But it's, like, that's not how it works. Like, men don't think like we do and no beating up men because it's not how their body works. And if a guy is genuinely, like, interested in with you, interested in you he'll do exactly what Xavier did like verify how you feel like actually try with you like not just make you feel like you're stupid for wanting them and that's the crazy part of our generation now is that social media is a huge thing like that's how a lot of people meet and everything and people can totally fake who they are over social media over texting and that's what I learned and that's why on my list of guy things that I wanted in my next boyfriend was to meet him in person and not over social media and me and Zay met in person because I want to see who you truly are and not see like a fake persona that you put on the internet like I want to meet the true you and have a true first impression of you not over online not putting down anybody who's met online because some people it really works out and that's great they like fly yeah engage I'm like wow but for me I've never been a huge like internet person or social media person until well now really but especially with dating and stuff like I never was huge in that and so it was really important for me to meet you in person because anybody can fake who they are on social media yes and um Another big thing, I know this is kind of off topic, is using sex to solve your problems. Mm -hmm. Especially in this generation, in a relationship, use sex as like a makeup. Makeup, They always say makeup sex is the best sex. If you ever have learned about the thing soul ties, it's such a real thing. Every time you have sex with somebody, they take a piece of you. Yes. And it's like part of your souls are connected. It's a real thing. Look it up. It's so real and that's why you feel that extreme connection, especially as women because we're very emotional beings and when we have sex, something chemical happens in our body where we get attached to them. Right. It's not always the same for guys. They don't work the same way we do. Right. And we get more attached 
And we need to protect more of that in yes. ourselves. And I was, I'm not speaking it from a place where I'm like perfect. Like I did it too. Like right. I had sex before marriage and this and that. And I wish I wouldn't have because it's something that is meant for that specific person who's going to love you, who's going to support you and be there for you. When we're giving away pieces of ourselves to just anybody, if you think about it, we're losing a piece of ourselves with each guy who doesn't really care about us, who's treating us badly, would just save us so much heartbreak if we would really look at the men who we're having sex with and making sure that they are going to care about you at least. Right, exactly. Because when you go into it thinking like, oh, everyone else just has sex, like, why not? Like, what always happens? You always end up getting hurt. Yeah. And then you're back in the same spot as when you thought you were secure. So it just makes me really think about, like, sex as more of, like, a thing that I need to wait for. Mm -hmm. And someone that deserves it should get, not just any guy that I meet. And that's how God created it, too. Like, he wanted it to be a sacred, beautiful thing that you have this super intimate moment with somebody who you're going to love forever. Right. And I know everybody has different views on sex, but as a Christian and as somebody who believes in God, I think that he created it specifically for two people who really love each other right and like no throwing shade on anyone that has sex Absolutely like not. never and because obviously it, we've both done it right exactly we've and, gotten married but and we don't like we're not saying we're like oh like don't do it like yeah. but we're just telling you like how we've dealt with it and how we what our process has been with it yeah exactly and i feel like it helps from people who have already done it too right. because it's like a lot of some Christians like they haven't had sex at all, right? And so like, pure. I'm like, oh, I love you. Like, <laughs> it almost makes you feel bad. Something to take into consideration and in looking up soul ties because it's really just about protecting yourself. Yes, not even if you're not like a religious or spiritual person, just think about it as protecting your heart and protecting your soul from getting even more heartbroken. Yes, and ending up more vulnerable at the end of the day. And I think that's a lot of times why we end up in unhappy relationships, too, because we try to mend our problems with sex. Go into our relationship thinking about how we can solve our problems by communicating. Everything would change. Exactly. Because a lot of times, like you said, we call it makeup sex because instead of having the uncomfortable conversations and talking about our issues and communicating our emotions we just think that if we have sex the problem will be fixed right but the problem is very much still there just right. because you had sex doesn't mean that that whole issue just it's erased under, itself. yeah it's swiped under the um under the mat like it, peace like yeah no. it's still gonna be there right. and so when we learn to communicate and have those conversations it improves our relationship so much. Yeah. And from being abstinent, it makes you realize the importance of that, especially because women, like I said before, have an emotional attachment with sex where guys, it's really only a physical thing. Right. They don't have as many emotions attached to it. Right. So when you force a man to be abstinent with you and he has to look at you less of a sex object and more of somebody who he needs to communicate with and express his emotions because he can't do it through sex anymore. He has to verbally and emotionally do it with his words. So you're forcing him to look at you in a different light and actually, and that will weed out the bad, the bad ones because the ones who don't really want you for you aren't going to stay because they only want sex from you. Right. So if you look at it that way, it erases a lot of heartache. 
And I really find that, like, now, because when I'm at, like, parties and stuff, like, all I talk about is God. So, like, guys won't even be tempted to ask me, like, if I want to hook up with them because they're like, I know she's not going to do it. And I feel like guys genuinely, and if a guy's not going to, like, be genuinely interested in, like, listening to me talk about God or, like, what I'm actually, like, interested in and, like, wanting to learn about me like I don't want to be with them and I feel like that's another really unhealthy you start your relationship off by just being like whatever not actually trying to get to know each other and then it's just kind of like whatever like this is this was pointless in the end but and I think we feel like if we take sex away from them they're not going to want us yes it's like if we have to feel that way then bye right exactly if they're not the man that's supposed to be with you that shouldn't be that big of a deal because they'll love you for who you are and not only with sex we do that with a lot of things about ourselves I know I have in the past too where I'll quiet some parts of myself because I think that oh that's too weird for this guy right or I can't be myself around them like I have to put on this persona because this is what they'll actually like right and you can't keep that up forever and so if you base a relationship off of that it's basically basing the relationship off of a lie yes and if you're not basing a relationship off of your true authentic self and it's already set up to fail because the trust is going to be gone they're eventually going to figure out who you are and it's not sustainable yeah and if a guy is like making you feel like if you feel like you can't fully open yourself up to like somebody that's just number one red flag like why are you sitting there sticking around like if you feel like you can't even like tell them something from your past and they're you know they'll be weird about it like why are you with them it's part of you yeah like it's something like and I feel like a strong to make a relationship strong they have to know every little detail about you That's another thing, too, if you find somebody trying to change anything about you. Like, if he doesn't like something about you and is trying to get you to be something you're not, maybe not directly, if you do something that he doesn't like and he tells you not to do it or... I don't know, he just has a different view of you than you actually are and he wants you to be different, then, like, why are you there? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, if they don't like you for you, like we keep saying... It's not worth your time. Right. And I know it's way easier said than done. I still struggle with it. You need to remind yourself what your worth is. Like, you need to realize what you're worth and what you deserve. Because if you don't realize what you deserve, you're just going to keep settling for less. And we get into these desperate spaces where we feel like we need somebody. Yeah. Or you're just going to move down your standards just because you want somebody. You want somebody so bad, so you make yourself desperate. And guys can seek that out. Like, guys know a desperate girl when they see one, and they will literally attach themselves to you so that they can use you how they want to and still do their thing on the side like still see other women or still do this and that because they know you'll forgive them and that's why it's so important to put your standards and your boundaries up right away right like make it very clear what you're looking for who you want to date what your standards are for being in a relationship and a lot of times when guys meet a secure woman they'll be intimidated by that and the ones who can't live up to it will weed themselves out don't ever waver your boundaries or standards for anyone and don't compromise right and because if we do that then it's like the relationship is just set up for failure Mm -hmm. I can't stress that enough because if I go into something and I'm not ready for it like I think like my insecurities just come out and it shows in the relationship and being in those unhealthy relationships it makes you become something you never wanted to be jealousy comes out like rage comes out all these things come out that like I never would act like that like in my 
long relationship when we broke up I just became a bitch and like was so bitter and like towards everything and I look back and I honestly have said sorry to those people because I'm like why do I continue to do this and I think I still try to like find something to fill my time and fill my voids but instead of trying to fill my voids with boys now it's other things because if you fill your stuff yourself with like other things that you actually love and are passionate about you're setting yourself up for better relationships when you don't expect them exactly and I think sometimes we have to remember that we're not here just to date guys right life isn't just about getting to the point of being married and being in serious relationships it's like enjoy what you have now and enjoy traveling and being single and having the freedom because once you're married like your life changes and you have to be committed and you have to be the person that your spouse needs you to be but in your single season like you have so much freedom and just time to enjoy life and enjoy what God created this world and this life to be and finding your purpose and until we become fluid in that sometimes we will never find a relationship that fits us because we're not becoming the person that God intended us to be yet. Yes. And I find like now like God will like test me with certain things and like just other things because he knows I'm not ready for it yet. So he's like, are you going to do it? Like, are you actually going to listen to me or are you going to just do your own thing? And after the situation, I'm like, wow, that was God. Like he really wanted me to learn this. And a lot of times you get a lot out of it. You'll be like, oh, wow, like this is what I need to change. And it makes you realize things that you need to change about yourself. A big thing that I'm learning about myself is I'll bring like my old insecurities into relationships Mm -hmm. and that's just flat out like showing me that I'm not ready. And that's okay. Like I'm okay with knowing that I'm not ready. And like what Jocelyn said is like you need to like enjoy your single season and you need to start enjoying it and realizing that it's okay to be single and you need to enjoy your single self not just enjoy yourself in a relationship. It's also okay to accept your insecurities though too because sometimes we look at our insecurities as like major flaws and like oh nobody could ever love this but everybody's imperfect and you're constantly going to have insecurities and always have something that you need to work on But it's about finding somebody who's willing to work on them with you and accepting you for not being perfect because it's impossible. I feel like a lot of times we sit here and beat ourselves up so much about things that, like, we will never be able to change. Yeah. Even getting into the relationship with Xavier, like, of course I still had insecurities at the beginning and I still had things that we had to work on together and explain to him why I am the way I am sometimes and why I do things a certain way. But he was willing to do that with me. Right. And it wasn't a thing where he made me feel worse about them. He was like, okay, like, if this is how you feel, what can I do to help make you feel more, in- more, more insecure, more secure in the relationship? Right. So it's really just about finding somebody who truly loves you and wants to help you. Yeah. And I feel like some of the red flags are pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. You, like, will notice them right away. Well, sometimes they're just really good at hiding it. People who are just so full of themselves. And it's okay. actually, well, I shouldn't say narcissist because narcissist is actually, like, a sociopath. Like, oh. where, no, like, but it's scary, dude. Yeah. Like, they become some of the most abusive people ever. They're, it's really scary. You need to look it up. But I've dated guys in the past who are like that. They're just, like, so self-centered. And they are so manipulative that they'll wait until like a year has passed and they have you and then they start acting crazy so sometimes you have to be skeptical if a guy seems too good to be true because 
sometimes they end up being the ones who hurt you the most because they know when they'll have you hooked and when they know that you won't leave and that's when they get very abusive and that's That's what happened in my first relationship oh really yeah the unhealthiness didn't start coming out until about a year year and a half of us dating and that's the worst part because you're already so far in it's harder to leave rather than if he were to show me his crazy side like a month in right I could have just packed up and left and that's why you need to be in tune with your intuition because if you're in tune with it it'll be like girl you need to Dip. Oh yeah, like, you and I was out. 16 and depressed, so right. my intuition wasn't kicking in, girl. Right, right. And so, like three years <laughs> in, where I was like, "Oh, this shit. is not what yeah. it's supposed to be like." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peace. But okay, guys, I feel like that was a really good conversation, and hopefully, it helped somebody yes. and helps a lot of girls who listen. Our next one is going to be about healthy relationships and how to sustain healthy relationships and what that looks like. So we're super excited for next week's episode. So watch out for that. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to make a Facebook page as well. So watch out for us there. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Because we want to save the girls. (laughs)